0: Welcome to Episode 7 of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving,
1: fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise. We're starting with Season 6 of Bachelor in Paradise. In this episode, we'll be breaking down all of the happenings on the beach during Week 7. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look toward the stars.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 7 of It's All in the Roses. Final week of Bachelor in Paradise. We had the finale this week.
1: Kristen, how are you? I am good. We wrapped a season. It feels like a total whirlwind less than 24 hours later. Seriously, and what a season it was. Honestly, when
0: I saw that this was a 3-hour like finale, I was like, how are they possibly going to spend three hours on this? But it kind of
1: worked, you know? Yeah, I kind of figured, since they normally dedicate two hours to a Union show, so you right. figure one hour for proposals. And they kind of sped through that pretty quickly, actually. They the did. Stage.
0: I thought it was like a little rush, but also okay. But then I feel like they had so many different talking points to talk about with each cast member that they also just kind of skimmed over like oh we're going to talk to you about this but okay now moving on to this moving on to this and then they had to stick with like the final you know couples and like the big I don't even know what to call them like the key players So yeah
1: and as we'll talk about later they even cut out the segment yes. about one of their key couples which is very odd probably the one people were most looking forward to mm-hmm
0: anyway uh quick social media plugs follow us on Twitter at it's all roses on Instagram at it's all in the roses and you can email us anything you would like Our email is it's all in the roses at gmail.com Kristen and I are not astrology experts we just simply really enjoy the topic so the book we often reference Throughout our episodes, is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. That's by Joanna Martine Wolfolk. And any readings we do on contestants are based on their sun signs. Kristen, we're still in Virgo season,
1: correct? Yes, yeah? for a few more days.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure you're making the most out of those. <laughs> What's your Virgo move of the week?
1: yes well i definitely am making the most of virgo season i think because i'm wrapping up at my current job and starting a new job the last few weeks have been very busy with events and final assignments and in this week's virgo move virgos prefer one-on-one encounters usually and i've always kind of been this way i Mm -hmm. think the One time that I've been most comfortable in a group of people, even now still, is probably with my high school friends. And even in that case, sometimes I'm like, wow, this is a lot. I feel like I could talk more and be more comfortable with just like a little less people. But in this circumstance, it really shone through this week when I was working at a red carpet event and waiting before the interview started with other reporters and they were clearly much better at small talk than I was. They were talking with Mm. each other and some brought me into conversation, which like I can do with small talk if someone initiates, but me Mm. trying to start it, I feel like I'm really awkward and my voice gets very high pitched and then I scare them off. But And so, yeah, that was just kind of uncomfortable just because the, red carpets I've done in the past, it's always very established industry people who know each other. So then I always feel like the newbie that's just like, Oh, Hey, here I am. I've and
0: always like wondered about that part of your job because mm-hmm. I do know you as a person. And I'm like, wow. Like even this weekend when you texted me that it was a two day thing,
1: I was like, that's like a
0: lot for Kristen.
1: That's yeah. a, I mean, I'm sure oh no, I know what fine. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is just having that much stimulation continuously mm-hmm. it can be a lot but in this circumstance once we moved past the group waiting for interviews to start and getting into the one-on-one talks with some yeah. of these stars it was a lot better depending on the red carpet it can be very hectic and rushed and you're usually confined to a very tight space so you're kind of all on top of each other you can hear the person's conversation next to you it can be really distracting mm-hmm. but in this case i feel like i was pretty solid in the one-on-one interviews which I'm proud of because the last one that I did was my first major one and it was kind of very chaotic and I feel like I did fine but it was definitely kind of a case of a new circumstance that I didn't know how to handle but I think I did well in this case so one-on-one encounters were good.
0: Yeah I feel like you always do well with your interviews.
1: Yeah red carpets are a whole nother story though it's like It can be a very relaxed interview if you're at your own office or if you're in Mm -hmm. a press junket in a hotel room when someone is going to be there to step in and out to tell you when to stop red carpets. It's usually Mm -hmm. there's one person behind the star that you're talking to and they're just giving you a look when it's time to wrap up and then you feel like very pressured and then you're just like, what do I say next? This is crazy.
0: I can't believe this is like part of your job. It's so cool. For, um, now. You know,
1: for now for now yeah
0: a job but i have a follow-up to this so mm-hmm. everyone i was going into this oh as i mentioned last week i had a friend coming into town um so i was like going into the city to meet her and i had literally like gotten to grand central grand central when kristen texted me <laughs> like there was this <laughs> whole big commotion on the carpet people were like I don't know, like bustling about and everything. And then guess who it was? (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. And everyone knows, well, I guess no one on the podcast knows, but like who was (laughs) not in love with our Lord and Savior, Savior, Timothy Chalamet. So I was like freaking out. And Kristen was like, yeah, you know, he's like everything you would expect him to be. And I was (laughs) like, cool. But the friend I was meeting up with, um, we, like, love Timothy Chalamet. Oh. She's, like, not usually into stuff like that. Yeah. But when I was in Mexico, I had waited, like, years for this movie. I read the book. Honestly, I waited for, like, a year and a half for Call Me By Your Name to come out. And, like, I was in Mexico, and it's a movie about, like, two men falling in love. Like, you're not really going to find that in, in Mexico every, like, movie theater. So I had to go to, like, this specific bougie movie theater Play pay like a ridiculously overpriced ticket and my friend was visiting me that weekend in my city so we both went to see it and she genuinely loved the movie loved his acting so i just thought it was unreal but like the first thing i said to her after hello was my friend just saw timothy chalamet
1: I was thinking about that. I was wondering if you were with your friend, and I know how you get, like, when people are (laughs) texting you, something really exciting. Like, you kind of flail about, and then you're, like, checking your phone, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was wondering if you were with her at that point. It
0: was, like, uh, I think I was, like, at Starbucks when you texted me. I was, like, holy (laughs) shit, this is crazy. Also, this is a different story um I like work at a Pilates studio and I got invited to one of the instructors like test out this week and she's a Virgo so she scheduled her test out exam on her birthday and we were like Rachel like why would you do that and she was like well you know it's Virgo season I just thought (laughs) let's make the most of it let's pound it all out in one day and I was like yeah that's yeah
1: that's pretty on point (laughs)
0: Oh my god, great Virgo! So, I've been has enjoying it
1: as a Gemini.
0: My week's been a train wreck, it's been a mess. Um, I feel like when I talk about my move of the week, it's almost always kind of like maybe last what, what day is it today? Maybe like last okay. Tuesday to this Tuesday, so it's kind of like last week a little. Um, it's been a lot so. I feel like I don't really talk about this because I don't usually fit into this category, but gems are one of those signs that are just really prone to having extreme emotions. Mm -hmm. And I don't really think I fluctuate between emotions that often. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't have like crazy mood swings or anything, but I think This week has been one of those weeks. And I last Friday, I had, like, such a big low, like, at work. And I I feel like it just sent me on a spiral, like, all weekend. And then Monday, I had, like, one of the best days ever at work. Like, it was crazy. I was texting all my friends, Kristen included, like, I'm applying for jobs. I'm quitting this job. I'm, like, doing all this stuff. And now I'm just kind of, like in a limbo i feel like like maybe i over exaggerated a little but i also just feel like physically exhausted and i think it's still from that low on friday so okay it's so something triggered
1: all of the up and down
0: yeah it was um <laughs> i i guess it was a conversation i had where i was supposed to be ta- i feel like at work this happens a lot with me like I will be asked to do things. But one of the people I work with is like such a perfectionist and likes to do things a certain way Mm -hmm. that I'll do something. And then she kind of comes over the top and essentially ends up redoing it. So we, we kind of had a conversation where that was happening. Like I was supposed to be taking lead of this initiative and then she just like hit me with all of this information and it was like, great. So like the week's work I did not like went down the drain, but it, it's not, I shouldn't have been doing what I did. And it was like crazy. I was like, this is how it's always going to be. I'm not going to get anywhere. I just want to travel. I don't want to be living at home. It was mm. wild.
1: It was- <laughs> I can relate to that. that well, was, I, we've all been there. <laughs> I was like Blake and Clay over here like
0: <laughs> in my head. Uh-huh. But we're on and up. Still Yay. recovering, but we're on and up. Anyway, (laughs) moving on to Bachelor Nation broadcast. Busy Bachelor Nation broadcast. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, So we had some contestants for the next season of The Bachelor Revealed 33, to be
1: exact. Yeah, they did this with Hannah's season as well. They released photos of 33 potential contestants before filming started and encouraged people to leave their thoughts on the men in Facebook comments. And then it was later revealed that three of those men were cut before even arriving at the mansion Seemingly based on information fans had provided. I know there were some sketchy circumstances with at least one of them involving dating Mm. app DMs. So it looks like they're trying to follow that method again this year. 33 is obviously a lot. So we can probably expect at least, I don't know, maybe three to five women cut. Okay, that's so interesting because I didn't remember this from
0: last year. But now it makes sense because I've seen a lot of posts about this one girl. This one Jade, contestant? the one Jade, with the yeah.
1: ex-husband, yeah. Uh-huh,
0: yeah, so now that makes sense, that it's just, like, people trying to mobilize and be like, we don't want her on the season, as opposed to, like, a looks thing, which would have been messed up.
1: Yeah, with the men, it turned into looks very easily, uh-huh. but the circumstance with the contestant Jade is that there are reports of her allegedly... Ending her marriage because she felt that her husband took away her 20s, and then proceeding to do a string of very, mm. what's the word? Not illegal activities, but just very unflattering activities, all allegations. I know her yeah. ex husband has come forward in a comment and kind of given her his blessing to move on. But it is a weird circumstance where you wonder is production going to take these claims seriously? Obviously, I think with the women, there's usually less serious things attached to them as there would okay. be with the men. But it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the final pool of contestants. Yeah. We'll see. We, I think we have our picks. I do. Right. I don't want to say, because knowing my luck, I would voice my fave and then she'd be like cut on night one.
0: <laughs> um,. I know one of i don't know any of their names but i already can see one that'll be in like the final three mm. i don't think i'll like her but i know she'll make mm. it hella far she's gorge i feel like peter <laughs> oops i'll cut that out well, you don't have to cut it out we yeah. know it's peter <laughs> yeah i know but we <laughs> yeah. are not gonna talk yeah. about it until later <laughs> um yes.
1: yeah you know? mike johnson Reportedly went on a date with Demi Lovato after they had been leaving flirty comments on each other's Instagrams. And a source told E News they did go on a date and it's been going well. They seem to have a lot in common or in- are just enjoying t- getting to know each other. So I guess if you're given the choices of Demi Lovato or The Bachelor, listen, listen
0: never been the biggest demi fan just like musically i think Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. she's rad yeah she's been through a lot Mm -hmm. we love mike cute
1: Yes. yes and astrologically mike is a capricorn demi lovato is a leo the leo's romantic expansive nature is curbed by the cautious practical capricorn and our book says that both are highly sexed with basic differences the leo might find the capricorn stingy with affection but neither will take a back seat or let the other dominate. And our Mm -hmm. book claims that this affair could be on the rocks, but knowing their personalities, or at least their public presentations of their personalities, I kind of disagreed with this reading. I definitely see, like,
0: them being like on an equal playing field like i don't really see like an alpha kind of situation coming up in their relationship which i think is something that they both need
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know
1: yeah cool yeah we'll see where that goes
0: she how old is she
1: she's born in 92. oh okay so that's that's
0: 27. nice and mike is one? 31, 32. 32? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Solid. Perfect. Okay. Then our moving on to our wonder girl, Hannah Brown. Woo. Monday night, I tuned in to watch paradise. Paradise was not on, but the season <laughs> premiere of Dancing with the stars was. And I think in like a pro move, Hannah was the first one to come out and dance because I feel like a bunch of other people probably did the same thing and tuned in to watch paradise, but they were like, heck yeah, I'll stay and watch Hannah. So Hannah's paired with Alan Burston. Um, they danced the cha-cha to Whitney Houston's. I want to dance with somebody, which is like, so on brand for Hannah. Mm. I couldn't. And she was in the red. She was great. She was given a 20 out of 30. So, very strong start to the season. Didn't watch the rest of the episode, so I don't know how she stands up to the other contestants. But I did see, in a little bit of the spins her legs were a little stiff, so that's my only criticism.
1: HB. I think she's going to kill it. Yeah, I could see her making it to the finals, if not I, winning. Yeah. Usually I feel like an athlete takes the crown, but there's uh-huh. like an Olympic athlete. It's usually a gymnast or an ice skater, uh-huh. but I don't think we have any of those. This exactly. Season, right? She's like the next tier. Yeah.
0: The performers, let's say. She what, she did beauty pageants. Did she not do a sport of some sort?
1: Uh I don't think so, but I have read that she took dance as a kid. There you go. Yeah. So
0: um also they're just like the only not not, not to be ageist here, but they're the only, like, young couple, so they're going to...
1: No, they have Lauren Elena and Allie Brooke. Oh, well...
0: Uh, true. <laughs> I just think she's great. They're, she's going to do really well. Moving um, <laughs> on. Carly and Evan made a surprise appearance. Surpri- I don't know if it was a surprise. I didn't know they were going to be there on the reunion show with jaden tanner and goose and crystal (laughs) and chris harrison announced that carly and evan were letting um the bachelor do their gender reveal their baby's due in november so they brought out this big huge cake everyone counted down and then wells popped up in a blue onesie so they are expecting a baby boy
1: yay Probably, depending on when in November, a Scorpio or a a Sagittarius. Hmm. And Evan is a Sagittarius. Yes. And Carly is a Libra. And according to our book, these pairs together are both highly romantic and charming. And the clever Libra appeals to the Sagittarius intellect. And it can develop into a fun-filled, free, delightful relationship.
0: They're, like, so cute. Like, I wish I had watched... Um, the season of Paradise when they like met and stuff.
1: Yeah, like, yeah I guess I could
0: rewatch pieces.
1: it. Yeah, there but is, I
0: genuinely like them. I even liked um, Evan when he was on The Bachelorette. Yeah, like I know he was weird, but I did like him.
1: Yeah, he and Wells—they were like the most normal people on that season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, thing I saw on Instagram the other day: a girl Kendall Long is starting her own podcast, joining the pod community. Kendall's podcast is called Down to Date, where she's going to try to help people fall in love after she fell in love with Grocery Store Joe on Paradise. So the whole premise of her show is she's going to have these couples on the pod and she'll be asking them questions you don't normally ask on a first date. Probably I saw the little teaser and they like bring up politics and like if you had to kill someone how would you do it kind of stuff like that and also very kendall question exactly (laughs) also like crazy debate so i feel like the whole premise is so kendall um i think she'll do really well kendall is a leo and leos are born entertainers they're very witty vivacious fluent talkers and they have an eclectic energy and i think that is the most spot on description for kendall i could possibly think of Mm, yeah i think it'll be a really entertaining pod to just yeah yeah i'll check it out yeah an episode or two i think she said um her first episode is coming out next week maybe so we'll let you guys know
1: what we think and now moving on to our bachelor finale connections
0: (laughs) Tonight, you started kissing all your friends.
1: Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss So starting things off with Nicole and Clay our Sagittarius and our cancer. Ahead of their fantasy suite date, Clay had reservations, nothing new there. He told Nicole he wasn't certain about them, but he didn't exactly know what his certainties were. And he wasn't ready for a proposal or a serious relationship move, like moving in together. Nicole was kind of blindsided by this, saying that Clay was backing out now because he was being faced with a decision, which seems to fit with what we've seen in uh-huh. Clay this season.
0: 100%. The second she said that, it like all clicked for me, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, you could see him withdrawing everything. So then Clay essentially tells Nicole that he wants to use the knight to thank. Once he sees um, her reaction to that, he's kind of, he, like, wavers a little bit on it. But Nicole is, like, just so done at the point and, like, kudos to her that she just completely pushes him away and says, yes, like, we both need a knight to thank. Um, they wake up, head down to the proposal stage, and Nicole has these like gorgeous words for Clay, like, Ever since I met you, like you've made me feel so special and happy and like I'm the only person like in the world. And she really like set it up as her wanting to fight for him and all. And she does say um that she loves Clay and she has since the beginning. So Nicole is out here being very, very bold. Clay responds by saying that he's only recently started to fall for her. And he says that he can't get down on one knee and propose. um, Saying that having those feelings is not easy for me. It's scary. I know what I want. And that's for us to take things slow and to leave here together. Um, And Nicole says no. She says that she can't possibly go back to Miami and tell people they're together without with, knowing that he doesn't love her. And I was like, yes. Yes. Like, what? Up? At, at first, when she was, like, working up to that, I was like, Nicole, no. Like, you love him. Like, stick it out. But the second she said, like, I can't be with you knowing that you don't love me, I was like, damn true
1: yeah i definitely saw her point in this but i could also understand it from clay's perspective i wonder if he saw it from the practical approach like oh it's been a A month month. Uh and it isn't reasonable to try to speed this along just for the sake of a TV happy ending. And I was thinking of something that <laughs> I once overheard in my high school hallway. So, you know, it could oh just God, be amazing. very like teenager logic. But someone said in a relationship, the girl falls first, but the guy falls harder. So I was wondering if it was maybe a case of Nicole falling first, knowing what she wanted. And Clay taking longer to come around, but as we saw, he still wanted to be in with Nicole. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think
0: he made it very clear, like how much he wanted to be with her. Um, wow, that's so interesting. The girl falls first, but the boy falls harder. Yeah, oh. I can see it. I am um, Now that you mentioned that, I was also thinking of something last night that my mom had told me once. We were talking about a couple and I was like, oh, you know, it's like so sad that like this one loves that one more. And my mom was like, well, isn't that always the case in a relationship? Like someone loves the other more. And I was like, mm. no, that's like, I, I don't want that. I, I, I want it to be equal, but I feel like it is.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I see that more with young relationships that aren't necessarily going to last true it's like uh infatuation yeah and in this situation i took the line from our book that said that the outspoken sagittarius's bluntness wounds the sensitive cancer so i feel like that definitely fit with nicole coming to the immediate conclusion of leaving clay without kind of taking a step back to think things through Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: And the Cancer is a cardinal sign, meaning meaning they're initiators, while the Sagittarius is mutable, which means they adjust to different circumstances. And I think throughout the season, we had seen Nicole adjust to Clay's speed and kind of let him take his time so much that it was just the final straw for her, and she had to step away.
0: Yeah, I definitely get that. Because I think it's one thing for her to, like, change... To fit the circumstances of paradise you know but moving forward it would have affected the rest of her you know like her family dynamics her friends everything even like her like moving yeah i think it would have been a lot without like clay
1: giving any give you know Mm -hmm. yeah and still not really Having a definite answer on Angela, Uh, it seemed. It kind of ended weirdly. And at the reunion, Nicole and Clay actually had a hot seat interview that didn't air. Clay tweeted an ABC picture of the two of them on the couch next to Chris Harrison and wrote in his tweet, I basically explained why I didn't think we were far enough along to get engaged and that I really did want to continue to date and wished her luck with her new relationship. And according to another tweet, Clay sent out, he canceled a vacation with college friends when Bachelor producers told him he really needed to be there at the reunion, and then it wasn't even shown.
0: I, I don't know, like, what to think of this. Like, was it really just kind of, like, boring and, like, very repetitive of what we had already seen in the final episode? Or was it, like, so intense you know, like, and we're, we're about to talk about it, but, like, the whole Katie-Chris reunion, I was like, what is going on? I yeah. would love to have seen something like that, but.
1: I think um, maybe because they started incorporating all of this behind-the-scenes footage of other conflicts that were definitely more buzzy, they decided okay, to yeah. commit more time to the couples that were still together. True. And then speaking of Katie and Chris, the Aries and the Virgo, back on the beach, they decided to enter their fantasy suite, but Katie was still unsure about where Chris stood. And on their date, he told her, I'm looking forward to the future and the rest of this evening and where we could go from here. I'm excited to show you that I won't falter. Mm. Aw, Chris. Yeah, that was cute. He's
0: a, he's a sweet talker. He is. And she, Katie said that at the reunion. Mm-hmm. She said, Chris has a way with words. But and, and we'll get into it. We'll get Virgos too. Mm-hmm. Damn Virgos. <laughs> um, so Katie says the night goes perfectly. Um, she thinks they could work, but she's still unsure of whether or not Chris will be proposing to her the following morning. And Chris tells the cameras in a little confessional that, um, I think, like, up until that point, he had very much just, like, followed his gut with Katie, so that's what he was planning on doing the next morning. Just, if he felt it in the mor- in the moment, he was going to propose, and, again, more words, Chris and his words this episode, mm. uh, Chris, at, here we go. Chris's proposal. <laughs> I can't imagine a second without you. I see you in my tomorrow. I see you in my forever. And tomorrow isn't guaranteed. I want to make this the best moment of our lives. Gets down on a knee. Katie in her gorgeous dress. Accepts the ring. And it, it was a really sweet proposal.
1: It no. was. And I think for anyone who remembered Chris from The Bachelorette, when he was kind of still, I think his persona on The Bachelorette matched this persona on Paradise and that it, he came across as sweeter and more innocent in both. His spinoff appearances were, were what was rough and kind of drove it- him to retire. But his time on The Bachelorette was mostly unscathed. So I think this was just a sweet throwback to how Chris started out.
0: Aww. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, And then we have the reunion where Katie comes out on the hot seat at first without Chris. Also, I just want to make a side note that in terms of the reunion, we're really only going to be talking about the couples and the connections um, there were those little other instances of just kind of side chatter. We might talk about them at the very end just because they were funny and whatever, but we really want to focus on these connections. So Katie's out here. Um, Chris starts talking to her about how things have been with Chris and she just kind of starts throwing these curveballs. I mean, because literally just a couple minutes ago, we had seen this happy go lucky ending, heard nothing about them for I don't know. I while this was airing and then Katie's out here talking about how communication's been really hard between her and Chris. Um they're still engaged, but she's she very much talks about all the effort she puts in on a day-to-day basis that she feels isn't necessarily reciprocated by him. Um she says she like, breaks down, and that when she was watching back... Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, yeah, she says that, again, the- this, like, effort she's putting in just really drains her. Um, when she was watching back this season of Paradise, she thought she was going to be watching Chris talking about... telling her how much... He loved her, but in reality, she only knew how much he really loved her based on how he would talk about her to the other Paradise contestants, which I thought was like very interesting. Is that
1: like, yeah, correlated
0: I correlated to like a Virgo's directness? Like, are Virgos
1: direct or do they tend not to be? I think they do, they're very direct with relaying the facts. And they're usually good at expressing their emotions, I would say. I think on top of just being a more reserved Virgo, this also might have something to do with Chris's general experiences with love. And not exactly knowing how to trust himself in this situation.
0: No, I I totally see that. And I, I think that was very reflective. Like, it seems that Katie was very understanding of it as per their conversation prior to entering the fantasy suite, you know, she was very like encouraging, um, of how she felt for him. And she like knew all the baggage she carried from like previous experiences on the bachelor. But I think just leaving paradise and then being off camera. And like she said, that day to day effort, just like, I think you can only understand something so much or it's like, okay, I want some actionable. It's like, I'm trying to be as accommodating to- towards you, you know, and yeah. like how you feel, but I need you to give me a little something in return or mm-hmm. else I'm just gonna, I, to quote Katie
1: enter this place of darkness. Yeah. That was so heartbreaking. I really was upset by her line of I fell in love with potential that may never come to fruition and I'm just praying it does bro
0: I feel bro that hit me Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the story of my life (laughs) I know someone and I'm like I care about them a lot but I'm like at this point I I genuinely fell in love with the what what is the word Potential, potential and i see the potential mm. and it's not going to come to fruition this is kind of worse now because now we're at the point where i know nothing is going to come of it and it's genuinely heartbreaking yeah whatever i'm gonna die alone it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: and like, i think fuck. this concept like, good i think this concept also relays into friendship as well Just putting in effort and not getting anything in return. I'm definitely experiencing that a bit now with other people. And it's just really frustrating when you keep trying because you know that's what a good friend is supposed to do and you get nothing in return.
0: It's frustrating on both parts because you know that they're not doing anything to better themselves and they're also, like, hurting you. That's what's, like, so shitty about it. That it's such a, like, destructive mindset kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, and Katie Ugh. touched upon how she felt insecure in this relationship because Chris gave her so little, and she held on to glimpses of how great Chris mm-hmm. could be, which is so relatable. So relatable. Um,
0: so then, again, while she was saying all of this, I thought back to our conversation last week when we were talking about how Katie was, like, so excited Um to possibly be this one that, like, broke the cycle for Chris. And then we were talking about, like, oh, but that kind of leads into the possibility of her trying to fix him. And I think that might also be a reason why she's feeling, like, so drained and everything. Like, as much as you tell yourself that you're not going to do that to a person, like, try and, like, fix them and impose things on them, like, you kind of do yeah you, but you can't not even if it's like super minimally like you will try and i don't know i just died and then chris
1: came out and i feel like i didn't even really pay attention to what Chris said. <laughs> he said when katie voiced her opinion he was definitely a little uncomfortable he said uh-huh. he appreciated the way katie was how much she <sighs> cared and he came to the conclusion that he was just a little bit slower at expressing these emotions than Katie was, which he kind of explained on the beach, but at this point, maybe it's It's different because, yeah, maybe it's different because they can't be totally public with their relationship yet. So there's complications in how much they can be together or whatnot. I don't know, but they ultimately Uh, came to the point of Chris understanding where she was coming from and where he was lacking. So she put her ring back on implying that they were still going to try out their relationship after their hot seat segment wrapped they were backstage chris was upset and thought that katie blindsided blindsided him about bringing up these issues on stage but katie said he knew she was going to tell the truth and he walked away and she was left sitting on a golf cart as you do on a production lot (laughs) and just wondering what went wrong Since then, this reunion was filmed in late August. I've noticed on both of their Instagrams since then, Chris and Katie have left affectionate comments on each other's posts really frequently. And after the finale aired, they both released photos with the other kind of giving a sign that things were a little smoother now, that they weren't out of the clear yet, but it definitely wasn't as bleak as it was back then in Katie's post she wrote I've learned that happiness isn't something to look for in your partner your partner can make you laugh but your partner is not responsible for your happiness happiness is found within and sharing that with each other is what lights up a room I can't promise you this relationship will be perfect it won't be and it isn't and I can't promise will last for ar- forever And then in Chris's post, he wrote, "Love is tough. Love is beautiful. Most importantly, love is patient. Sometimes you need a shock to the system to put a fire under your ass." What I felt then, I I feel even more now. I love you, Katie.
0: I like I appreciate them for being so real, but again, this is something we've talked about multiple times. Like they're just so like back and forth, and I do think they like progress with each of these hurdles but i don't know after last night it's like so and i get that it was a while ago but it's still kind of strange to think of them as like being happy and like still engaged
1: following instagram stories of their press day they were in new york today doing strahan sarah and kiki why weren't
0: we in new york Yeah,
1: (laughs) they were all here and we were in the city (laughs) Um, and it seemed very happy-go-lucky. It seemed like a much different vibe. I think even if they were hiding a particularly bad point, it would have come across, but it seemed lighter. So who knows? Obviously, we don't see all sides, but astrologically, the Aries is a cardinal sign again. They're an initiator. And the Virgo is mutable, so they adjust to circumstances. So that kind of leaves Katie in the position of running the relationship if they fall back on their sign's tendencies. But from my perspective, Virgos are also very set in their ways, which fits Chris's reluctance to kind of improve himself, I think. Mm-hmm. And our book says that the Virgo wants to talk and the Aries wants to act. Which I found very fitting with these two. Oh my god, so fitting. That is like spot on. And the Aries is intent on getting their own way and has a drive to succeed. While the Virgo's emotional life is constant striving to bring order out of chaos. So it kind of says that both of them are going to stick to this. Even if it gets a little toxic and a little messy, I think.
0: Yeah it which is very reflective of what has been happening between That's them. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the like as long as they'll be together like it'll be a constant struggle. But I think I'm
1: rooting okay for them. It. I do like I'm them. For them too. Yeah. Cute. And then just moving on to what I called the meh couple. It's just like okay, <laughs> they're there. They're, like, the, like,
0: prized (laughs) couple of Batch Nation right now, I feel like.
1: Apparently Like, everyone adores them. So, Hannah and Dylan, the Aquarius (laughs) and the Gemini. No surprise, (laughs) but back back in Mexico, Dylan is insanely in love with Hannah, wants to know 100% where she's at, and Hannah wants to protect herself after her last heartbreak, and her only hesitation is that she wants their families to be included in this big moment, but she knows she still wants to continue forever with Dylan.
0: I feel like nothing has changed in our update of them for like the past three weeks. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's true. Oh my God. So Dylan gets down to propose looking amazing. Like, no, I felt like his shirt really complimented his face. That sounded better in my head. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Looked, he looked great. Hannah yeah. was wearing a dress that was very similar to Katie's. I saw this really funny tweet that was like, was this dress on sale or something? And I was yeah. like, dead. Because Kristen and I were texting about that. Um, and then, look, obviously he, like, proposes and Hannah <laughs> doesn't say anything. She's just, like, mouth open, like, <gasps> <laughs> and dill literally has to go well, you, you have to answer and then i don't even i don't even know what she said was she like yeah
1: yes i think so yeah but you know. missed out on the best thing that he said in his proposal he told hannah i didn't come here to spend my son no, with I, you. i came here to spend my life with you
0: i was getting to a kristen <laughs> dylan trademark like he said this multiple times i'm like boy you are perfect and then i saw well he, they're also in the city today and i saw that um i don't know if hannah went but dylan was at, an, at barstool this morning at Chiefs in the office and they tweeted that out last night like let's go i was mm-hmm. like true um essentially i just want to clone dylan
1: Yes, I, I told Susie last night you, they need to figure out how to clone <laughs> humans so you can make your own Dylan. <laughs> oh my god.
0: That'd be like insanely amazing. So I'm happy for him. As long as Dylan's happy, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then at the reunion, after all of the explosive Chris and Katie updates, Hannah and Dylan hit the hot seat and Hannah said, We're okay. Oh my god. <laughs> all is well and there wasn't much to report on that hannah is moving to california to be closer to dylan and i'm sure they'll take plenty of walks there like she promised oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah that's literally all they talked about on paradise so when she said she was moving i was like okay Nothing, <laughs> no news there we all knew mm-hmm. it
1: and um, the aquarius and the gemini are both air signs so they're both intellectual and communative communicative wow okay <laughs> And even though we didn't see too much of them throughout the season, I'm assuming this fits with them pretty well because they both seem to be very much on the same page.
0: Yeah. 100%. Very easygoing. Um, Again, like said a lot, one of those relationships that stems from friendship, I think they're going to be just swell in there forever (laughs) together. And I don't follow Hannah on Instagram, but I'll see it all through Dylan.
1: <laughs> and speaking of Instagram, they were apparently with Tyler C last night, and Tyler C posted an Instagram story of when their engagement aired on TV, and Hannah and Dylan were with him watching the episode.
0: I did see that also with their publicist.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Okay. One last time for good measure. I got it! I got it! <laughs> It'll have to be like a
0: highlight. Like, if they have a highlight reel at their wedding, (laughs) that clip has to be included.
1: Uh. So, now moving on to Demi and Christian, the Pisces and possible Aries, depending on an Instagram comment. (laughs) In Mexico, Mm -hmm. Demi feels like she's finally undeniably herself, which fits in with the Pisces point of having an ingrained sense of self doubt. And we saw this at the beginning with Demi. In paradise. She wasn't too sure about what she wanted. And she was just trying to figure it all out. And she realized that she loved Christian. Because of the personal growth. She was willing to go through for her. Which we definitely saw. Demi was mm-hmm. willing to get over her issues with PDA. She was willing to be true to herself. All for this woman. And she told Cameras. I found myself in her. So I think that was just like a very
0: beautiful like point we got to. Because we talked earlier about how. In the Pisces-Aries um, pairing, the Aries fights battles for the Pisces, who likes someone to lean on. Um, and Demi is very strong. She's definitely very, like, she has a backbone. But I think in those instances, just coming to terms with her sexuality and PDA and all of that, she did need Christian to lean on. Very much so. And now it's kind of cool seeing Demi emerge on this other side um yeah and and how that support christian gave to demi led her to feeling 100 percent herself it's just kind of like the best gift you can give someone you know
1: oh yeah that's and spending
0: true. like your whole life with someone that just like elevates you to that level mm-hmm. it's crazy crazy
1: Yeah, I'm going along with that. At the proposal stage, Demi told Christian, I came here to find myself, but I found myself in you. And she proposed to Christian. Christian accepted. And at the reunion, well, Demi said about Christian that she was the easiest person to love and that Demi looked up to her selfless nature because Demi, according to her, could be self-absorbed at times. And then Mm -hmm. Christian proposed to Demi.
0: That is so cute. I, I didn't get to watch this part, but... Aww. Was, um, did Christian, like, come out from... Was she, like, not on set? Yeah, she came out from the backstage. Cast? Okay. Cute. Was it cute? It was cute. Aw, I'll have to rewatch. Or watch, because... Yay, we like them. Another, another adored couple of Batch Nation right now. Mm-hmm. okay and then we just have some, a couple like loose ends to tie up our fave pair jpj and Tasha, we we knew we kind of knew this was gonna happen we knew they weren't gonna get away so um taisha gets brought up to the hot seat and she's talking about how when people asked her about paradise you know she she just couldn't stop mentioning John Paul Jones and like how much he changed the summer for her. And <laughs> Tasha decides to fly to Maryland to find JPJ because she realized she made a mistake when she left him on the beach. Wasn't, was that amazing
1: KP? Did you love it? I did. Actually, my mom was watching this scene with me and when oh. they showed the sign of JPJ's hometown she was like oh that's a very hoity-toity area is this his parents house and i was like well <laughs> probably <laughs> it kind of did look like it honestly and it totally and
0: was a, like uh quote under it was like the town that fooled the british <laughs> yeah i was what the hell does that mean <laughs> i don't even know but um we had just like also i want to point out that jpj's poker face is unreal hmm
1: yeah, a little like scary and real.
0: Scary and real. But it was like probably an hour, hour and a half of him just sitting there on stage. I had no idea. Well, I mean, I did from like previews, but wow. Um, so yeah, Tasha's just really emphasizing that now they're taking things at their own speed. They're kind of in their own little world, much like they were while they were on Paradise. Um, and then JPJ gets down on the knee and we think he's going to propose, but no, he just recites some Shakespeare and all as
1: well. Yeah. Yeah. JPJ posted a picture of himself and Tasha with some of his family. It looked like they were in the same clothes as when this reunion scene was filmed. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They were. I did see that.
1: Yeah, and Taisha later posted a picture of her and JP together. There's actually speculation going around about whether they are still together because Reality Steve actually reported that they had broken up since the finale. And then someone asked Taisha about it in an Instagram comment last night, and Taisha responded, "Well, he's wrong." Oh, Reality Steve? Yeah. Is wrong? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Kristen. They are endgame, okay? <laughs> we'll They're just, see. like, too obscure of a pairing to not be. That's true. My hot take. My hot take. Um, touching, we, we went this entire season without finding out what John Paul Jones is, but we know Tasha's a Virgo. Um, is, is this from the book? Yeah. Our book says it's a rare Virgo who can take criticism well or who can admit being in the wrong Taysha did it, she said she was wrong leaving JPJ on the beach, and went and fought for
1: him, and he obviously reciprocated. Um, And moving on to other quick couple updates at the reunion, Kaylin and Dean, the Gemini and the Aries, things are all good. Kaylin spent a few nights in the van, she confirmed that they were dating on Instagram, what did you think of Dean? Well, Oh, no, you didn't see this part. In the credits, Kaylin's cell phone footage of herself visiting Dean's van was shown. Are you kidding? Oh, my yeah. God. I have, was it cute? No, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't like Dean, and I don't like Caitlyn very much either. Oh, my God. So. Kaylin says she likes the van life. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you when she mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I literally <laughs> have to watch. I think it's cute. I, I, Kristen, I think it's cute. I think they're a great pair astrologically. Gemini Aries, the ideal pairing. I think they complement each other really well. We got to see those little moments of like Dean comforting Kalen after that whole like Blake, freaking Blake, the Blake agenda in the middle of this reunion. I I like it. I think they're going to be having a lot of fun together.
1: Yeah, I do think they're a good match for each other individually. Yeah. I just can't really deal with them. But flipping love Dean. Um and then we also briefly
0: uh just want to touch on Connor and Whitney after like uh Kaylin Dean thingies, uh Connor gave a little shout out and was like, Yeah, Whitney and I are talking. Things and are Whitney going was on. like banished to the audience. <laughs> yeah, that was so strange. Um, so everything worked out in terms of that
1: love triangle. Yeah, and like we said before, we decided to just focus on the relationships this time around because there was a lot to cover. But if you watched, you obviously know Blake delved into stagecoach drama again and tried to defend himself in the text-sharing scenario. You can look that up for all of the details, but it was really nothing new, and Blake didn't exactly apologize for publishing the text, so there's that. This was like the reunion of no apologies.
0: Mm -hmm. Blake didn't apologize, JPJ didn't apologize to Derek, Jordan didn't apologize to Christian, Tajwan didn't apologize to Hayley. <laughs> That's I
1: true. Think. I didn't notice that trend. <laughs>
0: this goes on. But yeah, I feel like I just touched on every other little conversation. There you go. We time. did it. <laughs> we did it. Nailed it. Cool. And then last but not least, brrr, our new bachelor was announced. It's Peter. No surprise. No, <laughs> not Peter Krause. Ugh. <laughs> Nothing but respect for my Peter from Russia. Sure.
1: So <laughs> Not my Peter. Peter,
0: <laughs> Peter Weber?
1: Yes. No. Actually, Weber? yeah, it's Peter Weber. Someone replied to one of our stories the other night and it was about Peter Krauss and this person said, Oh, the only Peter I stand and I replied, salt and pepper over vanilla. <laughs> So, about Peter, he grew up five minutes from Bachelor Nation, Bancher Mansion, and tried to sneak in on the first night of seasons in high school. (laughs) What a freak. (laughs) Also awesome.
0: I'm sure all the kids around there try and do
1: that. That's true. I would (laughs) think so. And he said he had a great example in love through seeing his parents' relationship, and he was hopeful that this experience would help him find that. And I'm calling it now, but I think someone arrives at the mansion on the first night in a windmill costume. Do windmill costumes exist? They'll make one. They'll make <laughs> even better. <laughs> and um, yeah, SNL, I didn't watch. Them in yeah, SNL does this usually around January, February, once a new season starts. But they always spoof The Bachelor with the leading man's one selling quality so for colton they said oh he's the virgin hunk and then for chris souls it was like farm guy i think ben higgins was just like guy or something <laughs> really bland like that so i'm ready for pilot guy and i'm already dream casting sketch in my head because then tell the people who you want it to be <laughs> alex moffat <laughs> i love you, alex moffat <laughs> you heard it here first everyone SNL. Yes, Lauren Michaels if you're listening. (laughs) Although, Um, well, he's had a busy week, so. Mm. (laughs) Well, I think we're good. No, I gotta bring up my Peter tea. Oh, okay.
0: Also, Kristen's just on a roll with her breaking news tonight, so Uh, Kristen has some tea on young Peter.
1: Okay. we can bring this to the limelight. So, in his interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show, which came out today, September 18th, Peter talked about being in his room and getting the call from the Bachelor producers saying he was the new lead. And little do some people know, 12-year-old Peter has also gotten an important call in his room from producers before. There was a little show on the network Discovery Kids called Endurance. (laughs) in the early two thousands. It was basically a kids version of Survivor. So 20 teens went to a remote location, partnered in teams of two, one boy and one girl, and competed in your favorite <laughs> childhood show. It was. And competed in physical and mental challenges. And for season three, which is um seriously the best season of the show, <laughs> if you're gonna watch it on YouTube, just saying. Uh, for season three, they did a casting special showing how they found their kids. And in part one of this casting special, which you can find on YouTube, we'll link it in the show notes, you meet a little 12 year old kid named Peter. And this is none other than Peter Webber. He looks exactly the same. Yeah, and if you've seen the Sylvan Learning Center commercial starring Peter, this is probably a year or two before. So he looks very similar to how he is in that commercial. And Peter tried out to be a contestant on this season. He made it into the top 40. Only the top 20 went to the remote location. And the show's contestant age range was 12 to 15. So they didn't usually pick younger kids. So he didn't make Mm -hmm. it into the top 20. But in this particular moment that i've singled out you can see 12 year old pete on his bed as the producer calls him and tells him he's made it into the top 40 and it's really cute yeah and throughout this episode and part two of the casting special you can see bits of his casting tape but you know wasn't meant to be isn't that wild
0: like you really won't
1: you never know where like
0: like, you, Chris, you were, like, 12 years old. I don't know. How old it were you? aired in
1: 2003, so I was, like, 8? Eight, 8 or
0: 9? Okay. Yeah. 8 You're watching this other kid thinking nothing of it. Years later, look at him, the next Bachelor.
1: Yeah. I, it also like, makes me feel really old, because... You think about the other contestants on that series who were like 13, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're just a couple years older than me. But then you think, oh, Pete was like at the end of this age spectrum, and he's 28 now, so all those mm. other kids are now in their 30s. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But Yeah, I recommend it. The whole series is basically <laughs> on YouTube.
0: <laughs> Watch oh, Endurance, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm bumping
1: it to the top of my must watch list. <laughs> no, you need to watch an episode. It's what so much fun. Endurance? Endurance. Start with season three. <laughs> Great. Oh, my god. <laughs> so, season 24 of The Bachelor is set to premiere January 6, 2020. Until then, we're gonna be doing more deep dives into astrology with the take of Bachelor Nation. We have ideas that we're going to try out we have a
0: couple of episode ideas ranging from the astrological pairings of bachelor married couples or maybe some couples that we just haven't gotten to talk about yet from batch nation um we may have some interviews yeah just really some fun creative curveballs anything goes
1: Yes, and plenty of early researching for next season's contestants' birthdays, just in case. True. We have to get them on lock. Alrighty, everyone.
0: This has been week seven of Bachelor in Paradise, week seven of It's on the Roses. We did a whole season recap. Woo! Woo We did it. Join us next week for our first non- Recap episode.
1: Bye. Oh,